Here they come! And welcome to episode 134 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Chris Irons to discuss the death of Quint in Jaws. Five. We're on express elevator to hell, going down. Two, one. I was going to start this by saying we're going to need a bigger podcast, but you've beaten me <laughs> no, to that. No, use it. No, that's, that's fine. <laughs> you, you, I should never have posted anything yesterday about all this. Yes. Well, cause... yeah, but that, I think, uh, that was the first thing that came to mind. I've got, got to put that quote. <laughs> Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good, Eric. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, you know how I am. We've just been talking for about 20 minutes. So uh, stop, we have. stop lying. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yes, Jaws. We're here for Jaws today. This was your idea, wasn't it, uh, to do Jaws? It, it was. It was. How long ago did I mention? Like a couple of months ago? Oh, I think it's more Longer than, than that. that. You know, a lot's okay. been going on in the world, hasn't it? So Yeah, there's something out there going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, But we finally got here and... Um, yeah, Jaws then, Jaws. Uh, so it's customary on this show to, to ask the uh, the co-host what their history is with the subject. So so what's the history with you and Jaws then, Chris? Mr. Vaughan, what we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. All this machine does is swim and eat and make little sharks. And that's all. Now, why don't you take a long, close look at this sign? Those proportions are correct. Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name into the National Geographic. <laughs> Larry, Larry, if we make an effort today, we might be able to save August. August? <laughs> For Christ's sake, tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we will be open for business. It's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had. Now, if you fellas are concerned about the beaches, you do whatever you have to to make them safe. But those beaches will be open for this weekend. I have, this is something I remember, which, you know, my memory's always shy, but this one I remember clear as day. Because me and the family, I was born in 73. Mm -hmm. This came out in 75. Mm -hmm. And I think it was... For a while, maybe even like re-released, maybe a year later or, or something. Either way, I saw this on vacation at the shore, by the beach, by the ocean. Either when I was three, four years oldish. Okay, my parents took took me to see Jaws on the Boardwalk Movie Theater. What's that? Is that an outdoor at... theater? Is that a, like a? No. a... It's actually no. It's actually it's it's an inside theater, but it's right on the boardwalk. Uh, all right, right. So, so then, when they came out of the theater, when it's over, I'm on the boardwalk, and right in front of me is the is the damn ocean. And you got the smell of the sea and everything. And and you were four. I was around. Yeah, I was young. I was like I was like four, three, four, five years old when I saw Jaws, in right. in theaters. 
at the beach, which you shouldn't be allowed to. It's like watching The Shining in like a hotel area. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> I'm just stunned that you saw it aged four. I mean, I I, yeah. I, I know you know back then and now you know the 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 rating system in America is different to the UK, but a four year old watching Jaws when it first came out. It, it yeah, it's my my parents. They really didn't. Like, they didn't, I guess if, if they were with me seeing the movie, they didn't, I don't want to say that they didn't care, mm-hmm. but they didn't mind it, like, whatever I would see, I guess, which kind of isn't right. <laughs> see, I, I, I'm more stunned that they let a four-year-old in to see it. Well, I guess, if, I'm guessing if you're with your, your, your parents, you're, no. you're allowed in, because isn't that, isn't that how it is now? If you could bring in anybody and yeah, any kind but of movie, as long as you I, I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I had a similar thing before we talk about Jaws. I had a th- similar thing when um, uh, I worked in a cinema and I was getting a show ready. It was uh, The Woman in Black, you know, the Daniel Rad- Radcliffe film. Oh, yeah. Isn't that what he's like a, like a haunted Yeah, house? the haunted house one. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was getting it ready and I looked out the porthole and uh, there was a woman came in and she had a, a kid with her who was so young that um, she was holding onto his hand to get him to go up the steps. Right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, the woman in black over here was a 12 and a 12 certificate means anyone under the age of 12 has to be accompanied by a guardian or parent. Right. Right. But this kid couldn't even walk up the steps. And so I called on the radio and I said, you know, screen eight, it is Woman in Black, the next show, isn't it? And they went, yeah. And I said, oh, there's a kid in here who, who really is a bit small. And they went, oh, yeah, they wanted to see Yogi Bear, the movie, but it was full up. So they're going to go and see that instead. <laughs> that is stupid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's a bit different because that kid was expecting to see a cartoon Yogi Bear and ended up seeing a horror movie. Um, yeah, yeah. But I still That's... can't get me head round a four-year-old you seeing Jaws. But and you're right, like seventy-five. I I don't I don't remember much, but I they they I don't think they they cared back then, like the the, the movie theaters. As long as they they got their money, I don't got think they money. would say yeah 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 yeah. And, mm. and actually, I was talking to my son who was watching. I mean, he he's he's seen Jaws, you know, left and right, like I have, and he's always asking me, you know, oh, I never saw Jaws, you know, two, three, and four, and. And I, I always mentioned to him, I said, there's a few movies out there that are the greatest films of all time that have the worst sequel, the worst sequel <laughs> of all time. And Jaws, to me, is one of them. Oh, Especially yeah. Jaws 4, you know, The Revenge. Like Caddyshack, one of the greatest comedies of all, of all time. Caddyshack 2, horrendous. Horrible. Yep. Superman, Superman 4. Oh, yes. I didn't even think of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. the greatest film of all time. Yeah, and then the worst sequel of all time. It's like, why? Like, why does that happen? You know, to the franchises. I don't know. I mean, you know, with the likes of you know ET, you know, just they've left it alone, haven't they? They and they left yeah. that, let it stand as it as it is, and that's what really what they should have done with Jaws. They, um, it, it, it's it's it didn't need anything else, did it? No, it didn't. Like, like Jaws, like Spielberg only did one, right? Yes, obviously. Yeah, like. Like what, and and it's based off of, of Peter Bensley's novel, which is yep. you know phenomenal. Like, why would you? I guess because of the money. I guess you know they tried yeah, to make as much it. money. Everyone yeah. says this is the very first modern day blockbuster film. Blockbuster, 
And yeah. I and I totally agree. This I think created the word blockbuster. Hmm. Yeah. And and it was shortly after that that you got the likes of you know Star Wars, Close Encounters, and then everything snowballs from there, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Big summer event movies. You know. Um, um, it wasn't a summer event film here in 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 seventy five. It actually came out on Boxing Day, uh, seventy five. And uh, okay. I remember going to see it because um, I was thirteen. Um, oh, you're like at the it, at the correct right age to see. I ball. was uh, at the correct right age, and I can yeah. remember going to see it. And I, uh, where I lived then, uh, I've said before on this show, you know, the nearest cinema was about two miles away across fields, and you would actually just walk across fields um, to go to the cinema. And it was a, t- a tiny little flea pit. It was about, about 150 seats. That's it. And I went with my big sister. And uh, because back then the certificate was uh, double A and double A meant no one under the age of 14 can go in without, uh, you know, an adult. And and I've got very few memories of my uh, school years, um, but a a very strong abiding memory is the talk of the playground was, ah, in Jaws, there's a head. There's a head. There's a head in a Mm -hmm. boat that pops out. And I can I can remember being in the dark knowing somehow knowing that oh there's a boat under the water this is the uh the head popping out moment and everyone just screaming in the auditorium when that happened yeah and and the first time you see that yeah it it, it gets you it's the it's the eyeballs mostly (laughs) yeah it's the stringy bit in the eyeball socket isn't it yeah 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 so (laughs) that's my abiding memory that going and, and and seeing it and the people screaming but my other memory is us coming out and we came out of this little cinema, and it's just in a tiny little quiet village, and it had snowed heavily while we were in the cinema. And my sister and I had walked across the fields to get there, and uh, we came out, and everything was white. There was a ton of snow everywhere, and I remember my sister having to call her husband to say, look, you've got to come and get us. We can't walk across the fields back in all this, you know. So they're my two maybe memories she was, of it. I, maybe she was just too scared. To walk through a field covered with snow because snow kind of water. water. <laughs> <laughs> what she's scared of a snow shark. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what that that, that was it. But um, you know, it's one of these films. It makes a heck of an impression on you when you first see it, and um, yeah. it's also one of these films you can just put it on and and you know just not get bored. I mean, it's just a. a a masterpiece, I think, of a film. It is. It is one of the the greatest classic films of all time. And you're right. Like, yes, there's nothing like it's all talk and conversations and stuff. And what's what's coming? You know, it's one of Spielberg's magical things. Like, is you don't show the shark. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's the whole video camera is the shark for a while. And I don't, I don't care if you're three or if you're if you're three hundred. It's a you you you're you're you're, you're still. You're still scared because a shark is out there. Sharks are real. <laughs> mm. It's not like Godzilla or some kind of creature. You know, it's it, this is a real thing that lives in the ocean. So whenever you're you're near an ocean or you're in the ocean, you're obviously thinking of Jaws. Yes, but you're American, right? We don't yeah. have that in the UK because in the UK we don't have the uh, uh, the wide selection of sharks in the water around our shores like you have 
Um, but not, not that you're aware of. <laughs> no, you don't. The water is too cold, right? Uh, I guess that's. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the only sharks, as far as I know, um, that we got are these things called baskins sharks, which are like as big as a whale, and they just eat plankton, so you don't have to worry about them. And even mm. if you did, something that big's not going to come close to shore. And then you got this thing called a dogfish. Do you know what a dogfish is? Yeah. Yeah, they they kind of look, look like a dog a little bit. Yeah, they look just like mini sharks, mini ugly yeah. sharks, and um, yeah, um, and and that's all we have. I mean, when we go down to, you know, some of the fishing towns, you know, on the coast here, you've always just got dead dogfish everywhere because the fish they get caught in the nets, and the fishermen just chuck them on the on the uh, on the beach there for the seagulls to eat. So so if you go swimming in the sea you know, uh, in the UK, anywhere around the UK, you're not in any danger. You're never, ever, it, nothing's going to bite you. Nothing's going to eat you. Unlike, you know, say America. Yeah. Cause whenever this is, this is when, since, you know, whatever, since I've been going into the ocean and now I have a family and everything, I have, I have, I have two kids, we have a rule and this is a horrible rule. <laughs> when, when we go into the ocean, you never go into the ocean, the three of us four of us okay right you don't go in there and buy by yourself if you do you go to a crowd of other people so if you see a shark coming you can push them to the shark and get out of the water (laughs) you're like that fat guy in jaws that pushes the kid off the uh off the inflatable and gets on it himself you're exactly right because i'm in the middle of strangers so if a shark comes the people around me would get picked off first. <laughs> and then I'll see it happen, and then I'll swim to shore. That's the rule in my family. You go in the middle of a crowd of strangers, so they can't get to you first. <laughs> yeah, but, but the shark could get to you from underneath. The shark could have just arrived in the middle of you all. No, yeah, but it has to swim past the other people. So I doubt it's no, going to no, look no, at no. me. No, 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 no. It can come up from underneath, can't it? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm still, like, on the ground. I'm not, like, swimming out Oh, there. I see. Right. Oh, you don't go out of your depth. <laughs> No, right. never. <laughs> See, it's hard for me to get my head around living in a country where you go somewhere and something might kill you. I mean, you, you, you have mentioned many times before about, you know, the idea of living in Australia freaks oh. you out because of just, just all these tiny little creatures that could be underneath your toilet seat that could yeah. actually kill you, you know? They could bite you and you're dead in six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is an odd concept to, to to live somewhere where something might just come out the sky, come through the water, or up uh, underneath the toilet seat and yeah. get you. Mm. Spiders and snakes? Did you see the size of those things in Australia? It's all right. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Should, let, uh, let's talk about this scene for today, then, shall we? We're talking about okay. the death of Quint today, aren't yeah. we? And yeah. you know, watching it yesterday, there are so many things that we could talk about and you know uh, there are so many just fantastic set pieces there's so many monologues there's so many dialogue scenes there's so many uh tense scenes action scenes we could talk about the whole thing over many many podcasts oh yeah like like everything like the whole conversation they have with one another like three of the greatest actors i think on on screen especially robert shaw like, mm. like quint is just you watch him and you believe him. I, it, all, you know it, I, mean? I mean, you know, um, you know, Roy Schneider, you know, Richard Dreyfus, great actors. But when Robert Shaw is on screen, you watch Robert Shaw, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just he—he's so like you've. 
I want to ask you this. Do you... No, no, this is just my, I guess, Jaws questions that I have for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to get there. Like, does he want to die? Is he out there on Orchid? Does he just want to die? I think so. I, I, I think, okay. I think, I think when he realizes what he's up against, because you know, I think, I think the character of Quint is very much like Robert Shaw, in that they are, they want to be top dog. They are incredibly competitive, and when right. he, when you have that fantastic moment, when he's pulling his fingernails down the chalkboard yeah. to get everyone's attention, and that yeah. speech he does, he is very confident. There, he, he says, you know, I'll find it, I'll trap it, I'll kill it but I'll do it for 10, you know, um, you know, right. he, he's supremely confident then. And, you know, he, he is cocky as anything because, you know, Hooper and Brody are coming onto his ship. He's cock of the walk, isn't he? They're on his yeah. boat, you know, and he's very confident then. I think the moment that he, he realizes, you know, to forgive the pun, he's bitten off more than he can chew um, <laughs> is when he realizes just, what he's up against. He's up against the Great White and it's a chuffing huge Great White. And I think he's having flashbacks, you know, to the Indianapolis, uh, um, you know, occasion. And yeah. he's, he's just having flashbacks to that. And I, th- I, I, I think you might be right. I think he, he realizes he's doomed, you know, but why not like, like the whole thing, like when he's on the, when he's on Oregon and he's like, he's revving it up. So the boat does break down. So the boat does break. And they have no no shot. Like, does he realize that there's two other lives on the boat that he's? Yeah, he doesn't he's, care about just... that, you know, because yeah. he can't go back. He can't go back to shore and fail because he's failed. You know, he knows he can't. Oh, he, he can't yes. beat it. You know, um, I mean, you know, if um, Brody at the end hasn't got that rifle with him, nobody's going to win. Brody's no. gone, and uh, Hooper's gone. When he comes back up sooner or later, service. yeah, Hoover, yeah, he, he's going to get taken out, yeah, yeah. And, just... and if the shark didn't have the oxygen tank in his mouth, Brody would yeah. die as well. Yeah, but it's still one of the greatest scenes ever. Like, like when the boats—I know we're talking about everything else—but the boat's sinking, and he's on that 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 pole, whatever it's the mm-hmm. steeple, of the boat, and the boat. It that thing is is sinking super fast. Mm. But just how it looks, and he's smiling, son of a bitch, and the thing blows up. It's just, it's, it's. Yes, it is far-fetched, <laughs> but it's so great. But you go along with it. And this is something that I've been thinking about, you know, um, ready for doing the podcast today, is, you know, the effects that we're going to talk about, the, the death of Quint, like the other uh, effects that we see in the film, they look dated now, and you can tell exactly what it is. But I think you're so invested in the film, you're so caught up in the film, you're so, you know you know, in love with these characters that when you do get a rather duff effect, you just go along with it. You forgive it yeah. because you are so entranced by the story, don't you think? Absolutely. And 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 that's the thing while yes, while watching in twenty twenty, you can see, you know, rubbery sharks happening, yes. But when you're three, four, five or thirteen your age and you're seeing it, that shit's real. I don't remember thinking, Oh, that looks terrible 
because I think when I was 13, yeah, I, I was just caught up in it. And yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's on DVD. It's on Blu-ray now. You know, you can, um, you know. It's you on every channel all, all day long. It's on the channels. Right. You can watch the documentaries. You can see all the photos online and you can see exactly how they've done it. But it's just something about it. It's like watching the original King Kong, you know. Um, yeah. You, you, you know, you just get so caught up in the story that you kind of like just forgive it, its uh, limitations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'll tell you something um, that I've never noticed until yesterday. And, you know, we've said before, you know, that when you do a podcast and you watch something with a view to, I've got to talk about this, you think about it and you watch it in a different way. It had not occurred to me until yesterday that, you know, that brilliant John Williams score, the, 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 the classic theme for the shark is only mm-hmm. there when the shark is there. Yeah, it's like it's a shark announcing, here I come, or here yeah. I am. And that, it didn't occur to me until yesterday that when you've got the, the false alarm with the two kids with the cardboard fin, there's no music. When you've got all the POV shots oh. under the water where you're looking up at the people's legs and everything, there is no Jaws music because that isn't the shark. Yeah. And that only occurred to me yesterday. That that is really that's 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 Spielberg, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah. smart. Yeah. So so the scene we're going to talk about. I mean, you know, we've had, as I say, we've had many many set pieces. We we we've we've seen bits of the shark, um, and I like the way through the film. You don't see anything of it to begin with. It's only when you get, you know, uh, the scene with the kids on the boat in the pond that you see the the dorsal fin and the tail fin. That's the first yeah. time you see it, and as we get you know, further through the film, you're starting to see more of it. You see its snout come out the water from time to time, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you, of course, you've got the the classic, you know, Brody throwing the chum out into the um, into the water, and up it comes. Yeah. And up it comes. Again, it looking at it. If you're studying, we all know that. Anybody who's seen Jaws knows that moment's coming, and and you watch it, and you go, yeah, that's a plastic shark but you just go along with it, you know? Absolutely. Because immediately after that, you've got the whole, you know, the line, you're going to need a bigger boat. And yeah. uh, I, I love that scene because, you know, not only do you have the, the jump scare of, of the shark coming up and then going back down, you've then got, when the shark does look, I think in the film, the shark looks fantastic. When it is the artificial shark, is straight after that, when the shark comes by and you get the whole line of that's a 20 footer 25 says Quinn and and you've got yeah. that shot looking down and it looks fantastic as it comes past the the boat there doesn't it it looks like the size of the boat almost yeah yeah the thing that I'm if I've got any niggle about Jaws is just before the scene uh, that's the subject for today you've had Hooper go down in that shark cage Right, um, which is tense, you know, it, and and it's got a, a great moment. I think to it. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, it's 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 when they intercut it with real shark footage. Exactly. Yes. Because it number one, it doesn't look like the shark we've been seeing, and number no. two, it doesn't move like the shark we've been seeing because it's a real shark. That that is a far more um, you know animated uh, animal than what we've seen old Bruce do. Yes, because I think Bruce is just one big ass shark that's just swimming around, but that those those real sharks are like kind of spinning. Yeah, and it's and I think Spielberg. I mean, I'm I'm no director, 
I think that he was trying to like film it close up so it looked bigger mm. than what it was, but you could tell like that's nowhere the size of the shark that we see. It's moving know, too fast as well. I mean, I, I mean the shark yeah. Bruce, the shark that we 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 acknowledge is the threat. Whenever you see, it, he's almost like a tank when he comes past. Yeah. He, he's just going left mm-hmm. to right or right to left. You know, yeah. he he doesn't thrash around like the real shark does in the top of the cage when you when you have that scene. But that's yeah, because he's niggle. not even yeah, and I I totally agree because because the shark isn't even that big on top of the of the cage. It's not like Bruce size. You no, know? no, no. Um, so we've got that, and you know, um. The cage is brought back up, isn't it? Um, yeah. And 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 um, you know they they think that Hooper's dead. He's not. He's swum down in, into the, all that coral, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, which which sometimes like I don't know. Like, wouldn't Jaws like see him swim down there? <laughs> I I always wonder as well when you see the underwater scenes around this time, the amount of chum that they've been throwing in the water. You would think there'd be other sharks around. And that too. I didn't even think of that. Like Bruce's family or relatives come over, yeah. Unless they're all scared of Bruce. Unless he ate all his family. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So, so here we go. This is it, right? Uh, this right. is the moment. Okay. Um, the our sequence really starts when you know they've just brought the cage up. Quint looks around at the at the horizon, and they is that I. Is that scene? Does he? Does he know? Can he I sense? I think. I think he does. I. Th- I think. Okay. He, I think he know. He thinks he and Brody are doomed. You know, he's just seen what this shark can do to this. It's a shark cage. You know, it's yeah. meant to be shark proof, but he's he's smashed it to pieces. You know, and it's the biggest shark he's ever seen. Um, right. And yeah, he does. He has this look. You know, and, and and Spielberg's not an idiot. He doesn't put scenes in for and shots in for no reason. You know, he looks around and he's just waiting for his death to come. I think that's the thing. Like he knows, he he knows at that moment, this is it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I, get out of this. I think you know, getting back to what we said earlier about you know, has he got a death wish and everything? I th- I think the point where he goes, crap, we're done for, is they've successfully put that first barrel into the shark, don't they? Yeah. But when you've got yeah. three. And he yeah. goes, no shark can go underwater. <laughs> it's impossible, but it does. I think that's the point when he goes, we're not getting out of this alive. Yeah. And yeah, at that moment, yeah, he 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 looks around, he, he scans the horizon, and that's when Bruce comes up. Bruce rears up onto the back of the boat and knocks it down, so the whole boat tips downwards. This is a moment that when I watch with my... She's, She's 20 now. I think when Caitlin and I have seen this, like, whatever, a million times. And the first time she's seen it, maybe when she was 15, 16, whatever. First time first time she saw it jump out of the water and land on the boat and back down, she lived for two days straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is kind of, it hurts me because, yes, it does look ridiculous that a shark jumps out of the water and lands and then falls back down. Yeah. But when you saw it in 75 or 6 or 7, damn. Yeah, you're just going along with it. Exactly. Like, I don't care that it didn't look like a... Like, sharks don't jump out of water like that. Although I've seen sharks jump out of the water. Like, real sharks jump out of the water to, like, to turn around or get something. So it yeah, doesn't happen. A, a seal or a sea lion. Yeah. yeah they, 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 but not to this degree. And, I mean, no. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, 
Um, unfortunately, if you're going to have that do that, I mean, you know, we'll talk about the behind the scenes, but basically that, that full-size shark is on an arm. That arm is attached to its underside just past, towards the rear, past its uh, dorsal fin. So it's lifting up on a crane arm and then dropped down onto the boat. And, you know, they cut the scene, so you just you just see it landing. You don't see it properly come out the water and land. It's just right. there. It's it's yeah. on, on the ship. And that's that's the only way that they could do it. I mean, you know, I, I suppose they could have, like, had it smash through the very back of the ship and just have its... Um, Start sinking? Uh, yeah, just have its face, if you like, in a yeah. hole in the wood. But then it wouldn't be able to open its mouth as wide to get Quint in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's that's that's the moment. I mean, but you've got to show it. I mean, you can't not show that it's on the boat. It can't suddenly be on the boat. So you've got to show it right. get on the boat. And and you know, exactly, they're at sea and they've got this shark on a on a crane arm. That's the only way that they can do it. You know, and it works. I don't care. I don't care how old this movie is. I don't care. It it still it still gets you because at that moment you're like, oh no, here it comes. You know. And I think, you know, now, when we've all watched it so many times, you're not really thinking of the what you're seeing about the shark getting onto the boat because you know the next bit is Quint going to be sliding down towards its jaws. So you're actually thinking yeah. about the ne next effect, not the effect that you're seeing right now. And the next cut is when you're inside the cabin. And that, that it looks really good then. When the camera's inside the cabin and it's looking down and, you know, the shark's head is on the on the deck of the boat, just there mm -hmm. like that. I mean, that's just, nightmarish. And yeah, and it, and it's chomping. It's just chomping, knowing that somebody, one of the two, are, is going to slide down to my mouth. <laughs> yeah, this is a very intelligent shark. They actually mention it in the uh, in in the film, don't they? It's it's like this shark yeah. is either very clever or it's very dumb. You know, he actually swims yeah. under the ship, under the boat to to do uh, get the slack on the cable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, smart. Yeah, and and this is it. I mean, Quint is you know hanging on for dear life as is Brody, but his hand gets uh, squashed by that oxygen tank, and and, yeah. and he lets go, and uh, you know down he slides, but he manages to stop himself from going into the jaws by putting his feet you know around the mouth. Well, that's what the scary part is. Is like he doesn't go right down and gulp, and he's done. It's how slow he slides down it, and then he just stops for a little bit, and he's kicking it, and he's he's not getting in there yet, which is even scarier. And I'll tell you what really works. I mean, said earlier, you know, I, I, um, Robert Shaw is magnetic in this film, and in yeah. that scene where you've got, uh, you, you know, quite a wide shot where you've got the, the shark on the left, and you've got Quint on the right, and the, the shark is chomping, and Quint is kicking. You look at Quint. You don't really look at the shark. You're just looking at Quint. Yeah. Just because uh, he knows it's it's going to happen. He knows he's going out with what he chased yeah. for life almost. You know? And I, I, I know from, you know, looking behind the scenes that Robert, Robert Shaw was a bit of a handful um, during... I've always heard that, yeah. yeah because he was a um, competitive SOB. Plus, you know, he had a bit of a problem with the bottle at the yeah. time. But he's given it all he's got. You know, okay, he's got to act alongside a plastic shark, but you, <laughs> right. you know, every time you 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 know, cut to just a close up of him, he's he's his acting is fantastic. You really it's believe the way that, he's like, that he believes it. He's like he's breathing heavily. You know, he's like gasping. He's, <laughs> he's he knows yeah. he's trying to like fight the shark. Yep, 
Yep, yep. And and then somehow we don't see it, but his legs do slip into uh, the mouth of the shark, and he's bit down in the belly, which makes him scream yeah. even more. And I think that is what is upsetting, is because you've got this hard man, this tougher nails hard man, you know. It's, it's Robert Shaw, blooming neck. I mean, he, he went toe-to-toe with James Bond, didn't he, in From yeah. Russia With Love, you know, <laughs> exactly, in that train yeah. fight. You know, he's hard as nails, and he is screaming. But I would, I mean, I scream if I, you know, stub my toe. Um, I don't know what it'd be like if, if I was bit down in my belly like that, and his mouth is gushing blood, and he's well, being. They, well, that's that's the whole thing. Is like, do you think Bruce? Do you think the shark is is playing with him like a cat plays plays with a, with a, ma- a dead mouse? Well, he's he shaking him, him from him side to yet. side, isn't he? He's just shaking yeah. him from side to side, like yeah. a dog with, with a with a toy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also stabbing. I mean, you, you, you know, he's almost cutting too, but you know, he um he he's still fighting back. He's got his knife and he's still stabbing at the shark, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 doing everything he can, but it's you're already bit. Yeah. <laughs> you stabbing him it's not going to matter. <laughs> yeah, he knows he's going to die, but he, he he's not just going to give up. He'll go out fighting and he does, yeah, doesn't true. he? You know. Yeah, um, he does. Uh, but he, there's one last gush of blood out of his mouth and then well that's that's the 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 second fight where you hear the bones or you hear the crunch yeah that that turns your stomach that just gets you and that's him he's dead because then the the shark slowly slides back off the deck with his you know limp body still in his mouth and Mm -hmm. um and away he goes you know yeah i mean we do see robert shaw a a bit later, because there's obviously bits of him hanging between its teeth, which is great. You see his 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 clothing or pieces of his of yep. his body just dangling from the teeth. It'd be nice if his little bandana was hanging from one of the teeth, wouldn't it? <laughs> something or have Bruce wear it on his head or something. Yeah, or his fin, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking. I mean, that's that that that's it because you know that's the death of Quint, and uh, so that's the end of of our sequence. But I was thinking, right, and. I'd, I'd like to know your uh, answer to this question. What do you okay. think about the idea of do a special edition of Jaws where you redo all the shark footage with CGI sharks? We, my son and I were just talking about this. Like he was, he always likes to like, they, they should remake this like, like back to the future. Mm. He was like, they should remake that. I'm like, no, don't touch it. It's perfect. And in my, like, and like Lisa had said earlier, ET, don't touch it. It's perfect. And Jaws, to me, do not touch anything about this movie. Don't remake it. You already made Deep Blue Sea and whatever other shark movies are called. Don't remake Jaws with new CGI sharks. Do not do it. I've got Deep Blue Sea written down because that is my comparison, (laughs) you know, because it would be, it would look like the sharks in Deep Blue Sea. No, don't do it. Don't do it. You know? No. Or like Meg. Is that the movie? With um. Oh Space yeah, the big yeah, yeah, the big Meg or Meg, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't no. Jaws, you don't touch it. You just leave it alone and have it just, just, just age like like fine wine. Don't you don't need to remake Jaws. There's there's no there's need no for need it. to it. No, no, and 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 as we said, you know, this was the springboard to the concept of summer blockbusters. You know, right. and and it can stand alone. I just wish there hadn't been sequels. You know. Um, yeah, but but if anything, it just makes the original look so much better, doesn't it? Well, Jaws Jaws two wasn't that bad. It was no Jaws, obviously. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. How much were you bothered that they killed the character Brody 
by having a heart attack by watching a shark documentary. No, it's it's bollocks. It, 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 it really <laughs> is. No, okay, no, 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 no. I I didn't like two. I didn't like three. I certainly didn't like four. Good grief, four. Yeah. Four. Oh. four, like like it's it's his wife, and she's moving to the Bahamas, and doesn't the shark follow her? Yeah, the shark like, wants revenge. That's why it was called Jaws for the revenge. Yes, this shark stupid. follows. <laughs> and it's got Michael Caine like, like, in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I even joked about it, like, like saying, I told um, Luke, I said, yeah, you know, it's about that the, the mother goes to Bahamas and the shark looks up, sees the plane take off and follows the plane oh, to the Bahamas, which is just stupid. It's absolute nonsense. But, it is. Uh, but it, yeah, it makes this look fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. All right. Okay. Well, that's it. That's our that, that's our little sequence uh, done for today. Um, just a little aside before we talk about uh, the uh, behind the scenes on it is okay. um, this film actually uh, spawned one of my favourite comic characters. Right. Um, in that over here in the UK uh, back then in the seventies, you know, comics weren't like American comics where you have you know Batman, Superman, and it's one story. They each each comic they came out weekly, and each story you had about like five comic strips in it, and and they were each like were like like three pages long, right? Okay. And you know you got football ones, you got war ones, and there was this comic called Action, right? And um, Basically, it, it it was a collection of incredibly violent comic strips. I mean, you, there's no way that you would make this now, you know, especially for children, because this was aimed at like 10 year olds and incredibly violent. You had a, a rollerball ripoff. You had a, a World War Two ripoff and you had this thing called Hookjaw, right? Who, okay. who was a great white shark. And he's called Hookjaw because in the very first story, somebody tries, you know, landing it and he gets a harpoon stuck through his jaw. So he's got this harpoon uh, spear sticking out the bottom of his jaw and he's called Hookjaw. And it's just incredibly, incredibly violent and graphic. I'll have to show, send you some photos. You can see just yeah, what, what, what the heck I'm talking about. And it, it's a comic strip where this killer great white is the hero. And, 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 you know, when you're, you know, 13, reading that, just seeing weekly how, you know, somebody's head would come off here and leg would come off there. It was fantastic. So for me <laughs> and, you know, everybody of my generation, you know, loved Jaws, but you would then get a weekly fix of more, you know, gore from a great white shark for a couple of years until it got banned. It got, it, it was so violent in the end, it got banned. Well, this is weird. Like, if I ask you right now, what is your 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 favorite animal? Like, what what animal do you love? Shark. Like, I've yeah. always said that. Always said the me, shark. Yeah. Me too, and I think it's because of this of, of what it did to us in our childhood, and that's why I'm so intrigued by by the shark. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So behind the scenes. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. The book came out. Peter. As you say, Peter. Uh, Benchley, 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 Benchley yeah. yeah. And uh, immediately the the film rights were snapped up, but uh, immediately that question came up: How the heck are we going to get a shark up and onto a boat at the end? Because it's in the book. Um, and they actually did consider stop motion for a very short time. They did consider mm. a model work. And oh, can you imagine if it suddenly cut to a model of a ship with a that model shark? It would have taken you out of what was happening. Like if it was like like. 
I don't know, like like a Clash of the Titans or King Kong kind of model. Mm. I don't know. That would have that would have taken it out a little bit. I think. Yeah, I mean, everything in Jaws is physical. It's all real, yeah. isn't it? You know, right. apart from the couple of falling stars that are um, you know painted on. Um, well, isn't that times. isn't that like a, a Spielberg thing? He always has a fallen star in his movies. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's two in this one. I've I've seen yeah. people say, "Oh, oh, that was real. It, ju- it was just really good timing." No, it's not. And if you watch no, it, and it's you like, can tell. yeah, that's, that, that's an animation. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they filmed it at Martha's Vineyard, and and the reason they filmed it at Martha's Vineyard because even that, that they were filming twelve miles out, and even twelve miles out, the water was still only thirty feet deep. With a very oh. flat bottom, it had a flat sandy bottom. So, so that was brilliant, and it also meant that no matter which direction they filmed in, you can't see land. Yes, land. Very that, nice. That's something that Spielberg wanted. He he said if the audience at any point can see land, they won't think they're in so much of a threat because it's like well, you can just paddle across, or or right. somebody will see you, or something like that. That's why when they go out there, until the very end, when the boat is sinking, you know, they're, 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 they're going to beach it, aren't they? They're actually heading yeah. back to land. But uh, yeah, it's, it's only 30 feet deep, and completely flat, and yeah, um, the shark is actually on a gimbal, on a crane arm, which is attached to a sledge, which is at the bottom of the sea. Um, and uh, a man by the name of Joe Alvis, he was the production designer, and um, when he was given the job of making this, you know, full-size animatronic shark, he went round to all the effects houses. All the effects houses basically laughed in his face and said, "No, it can't be done. Can't be done." Wow. Apart from one man called Bob Matty. Mm-hmm. All right, I've talked about Bob Matty before on on Effectively Speaking. He he did the creatures for this 1970s Hammer horror film, but he had. Uh, done a ton of things including he's the guy who made the giant squid in disney's Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea oh wow did wow. you know that the same guy no, that made not. the squid made bruce yeah that is awesome yep and he was the only one that said yep i can do it and not only could he do it he was very enthusiastic about it as well that is cool yeah very cool so he and his team they made a shark 25 feet long um, it is actually 25. You know, when Quint says 25, he's absolutely right. It that's was 25. That's a cool right? line, yeah. The biggest ever um, Great White uh, found so far is only 21. So um, bigger than but bigger than average. And they gave the uh, job of making the moulds to actually, you know, mould a bloody great 25-foot-long shark to a man by the name of Roy Ar- Arbogast because he was very skilled in plastics. And... Mm. Um, so yeah, they made this shark. Where well, they actually made three sharks. You've you, you've got the full size, full shark, you know, the real deal, um, and then you've got one called the left to right shark, and the one yeah, called yeah. the right to left. And yeah, the side that you don't film from that is still open, so you can get to all the uh, all the hydraulics and all the piping and all the mechanics and stuff like right, that. Right. Yeah, and so they assemble it. They put it on the sledge. They put it on the arm, which is on the sledge. Works fine. Everything worked fine in the you know in the workshops on dry land it wasn't until yeah. they put it actually in the sea and you've got <laughs> the salt water starting to corrode things and just the the buffeting of the of the water just wrecked it yeah i i, I always heard that of all the stuff that happened on on the set and all like they always thought it was never going to happen never going to get done no no and and you know more often than not 
yeah, you know, it didn't work. You know, every day it's like the shark's not working, the shark's not working, and then yeah. it will be suddenly the shark's working. Quick, quick, quick! We got to get a shot. We got to get <laughs> yeah. a shot. But it was so unreliable and kept breaking down so much. One of the really nice things I like in the last third of the film was not meant to be in the film, um, and it was just out of desperation they did it. But I think it's brilliant, and that is the fact that. In many of the shots near the end of the film, the shark is represented by the three barrels. Yeah. That was never meant to be like that, you know? It was just desperation. How can we show where the shark is if the shark isn't working? I know. Get the barrels, and you know, always know where the shark is because you can see where the barrels are, you know? That is so, so clever and so damn good, you know? That's really neat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and many times through this, because it kept breaking all the time, um, you know, many, many times the effect effects bods were saying, look, we've got to stop. We've got to stop and have a rethink. We've got to do repairs and blah, blah, blah. But it's the producers said, no, no, keep going, keep filming. You can't stop. You can't lose momentum. And we're right. really pushing them to do it. Yeah. Um, what else have I got? Oh, yeah, George Lucas makes an appearance now. All right? Because, okay. um, um, yeah, when they were just before they went off and, and did the filming, when old Bruce was assembled and everything and ready to go, um, Steven Spielberg had a set visit by George Lucas, John Milius and Martin Scorsese. And uh, they went to the effects shop where Bruce was. And uh, as a joke, George Lucas put his head in the shark's mouth to see how it worked. And as a joke, <laughs> um, they made the jaws shut. And uh, and then it, uh, it was at that point it broke, <laughs> and they couldn't get no. George. Yeah, it didn't it, it didn't slam down on him to bite him at all or anything like that. But they lowered they lowered the jaws as if it was going to eat him. But then they couldn't open it again, and they had to very sheepishly go off to the effects people and say uh, the shark's broken. There's a man stuck in it, and that man was George <laughs> Lucas. You know, and don't hurt him because you're going to make a star within a couple of years. All right. Well, can you imagine if John Milius or Martin Scorsese had pushed too hard on that button? Off comes his head. You would have no Star Wars because George Lucas oh. would have died then and there by oh it, my yeah god head bitten off by a plastic shark called Bruce. <laughs> yeah, that would you, have been a story to tell, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Bruce is called Bruce because of um, Steven Spielberg's lawyer? lawyer. Yeah, his yeah. lawyer, Bruce Raymer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name was yeah. yeah. So good. Um, the orca boat that you see, old Quint's orca boat, was a real boat um, that they bought. Um, down at Martha's Vineyard. But what they did was um, they opened up the windows. The windows were too small on the cabin. Steven Spielberg, and, and this is the genius of, you know, uh, of Spielberg, he wanted you to always, or nearly always, even when you're inside the ship, see the sea, right? So they made the oh, windows okay. so much bigger. So even when you're in the ship, in the boat, you can see outside and you can see the sea. Right. Hmm. It shows you how, like, you know, how vast, you know, the ocean is enormous. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, nice. But they also built a second orca boat. All right. And they dressed it up to make it look, you know, just like the other one. And that was attached to the arm. The arm that, you know, the shark was on was also attached to the, um, you know, to the orca. And that was for the sinking of the orca. Right. And yeah. What, and what that meant was you, you, you could... You could sink it and raise it and sink it as many times as you wanted to. It's it, at the end when you see the the orca sinking when you know Brody is climbing up the mast and it is sinking very quickly. They had total control of that. They could have stopped that you know at any moment. Okay. 
Hmm. Yeah. Um, what's next? Oh, yes. In the original book and in the original script, um, Quint isn't eaten. Um, he, he gets his legs caught in a rope that is wrapped round the shark and uh, he's dragged down under the water and drowns. Um, he I was don't like never... that version. I like him going out like yeah. in the mouth of the well, shark. Well, the reason they did that was because, you know, there are all these parallels to um, uh, Moby Dick. And um, how oh, I, uh, yeah, 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 Moby Dick, Ahab, you know, um, you know, that's his nemesis, and sooner or later he's going to kill that whale. And you know, do you know about how we were originally meant to see Quint? No. Yeah, it's it's not the fingers down the blackboard, which I think is a brilliant moment. He was actually yeah. going to be in the town's local cinema, um, and they would be showing Moby Dick, and you'd go in there, and Quint's in there watching it, and he's laughing his head off at. Moby Dick, <laughs> laughing okay. his head off so much that everybody has to get up and leave because he is just laughing so much. And, He's being uh, annoying in the, in the theatre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and they were going to do that, but Gregory Peck at the time owned the rights. You know, Greg, Gregory Peck played Ahab yeah. in the Moby Dick version. He owned the rights to the film, and he didn't allow it to be used because he wasn't proud of the film and he didn't think it was a very good film and he didn't think it was his best acting moment and he basically he didn't want it resurrected and shown up on the uh, up on the cinema screens again wow mm. okay yeah interesting yeah but yeah like you say there if they felt it was better that he go mano a mano with the shark yeah that it's, it it works a lot better i think yes yeah um yeah, I, I said earlier, you know, Robert Shaw was having a bit of a trouble with the bottle. And um, Roy Scheider said, um, I've got a quote from him, he say, said, he was a perfect gentleman whenever he was sober. All he needed was one drink, and then he turned into a competitive son of a bitch. <laughs> but I like that. Like I like that tension between, you know, Quinn and Hooper, you know, all the way yeah. through. You, you know, of course, you know, before the one of my favorite film moments of all time is the USS indianapolis speech but just before yeah. that you've got the comparing of the scars haven't you of the scars you know yeah. which is funny but you can really get across this you know, quince character is is robert shaw as well you can really believe that can't you absolutely yeah. and it's what's funny was seeing how tiny and how stupid um Brody Scar was. <laughs> yes, his little <laughs> Compared appendix. Compared to all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I saw Richard Dreyfus saying, usually when I make a film and, uh, um, you know, somebody's talking, I've got to act, you know, I've got to act impressed, you know, that the person's talking. But he said, if you watch me in that scene, I am genuinely impressed. I was just in awe of, you know, what Robert Shaw was doing during that speech. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I've got a couple more uh, little snippets for you here. When it was first shown on British TV in 1981, uh, Jaws became the second most watched film to be broadcast on British TV. And it's uh, a record it still holds to this day. It's the wow. second mo most watched film ever on British TV. I don't know what number you know one what is. The... I was going to say, okay. But it still holds the record. It's still the second most watched film on, on From British TV. From 1981 till today still. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And my last little fact, I, th I thought this is really interesting. It's like, no, that can't be right. And um, I watched some scenes again today, and it's like, I think it's right. Apart from the wine, you know, when Hooper goes to see Brody, you know, and his wife. Yeah. Apart from that, that bottle of red wine, the only red in the film is blood. There is no other red in the film. 
Like nowhere in town, a red car or a red. I think I think there's some red writing on the beaches closed thing, but no, no other red. Wow. It, yeah, because Spielberg didn't want any other red. He wanted red to just signify blood. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um. So we're nearly done. Uh, we're, we're almost at our, our ratings, but. Um, before we get onto that, I, I, I did a little experiment yesterday. You know about this because you saw it on my Facebook page. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I sat down to uh, watch it with our 16 year old daughter who uh, had never seen it before. And that, I, that's what I did with mine, I think, when she was 16. Mm, oh, oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was <laughs> copying you. And I, 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 th- I thought it would be interesting, you know, because, you know, she sees all the modern films, she sees all the, you know, all the big effects films these days and everything, where everything, anything that you can imagine now, you can put on screen, can't you? Yeah. You know, and, you know, we've recently got Disney Plus and she's had a marathon watching of, of the, 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 the Marvel Universe films and everything like that. So I thought it'd be interesting to get her views on you know what she thinks of the effects of the film right and i asked her if she if she could take part um and um you know and can i record her um responses but no she was a bit too shy right Uh okay so so and and i'll tell you what it 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 took a bit of uh uh coercing her to watch it because she said i've seen a bit of it before i'm not too keen right Okay. Um, so we sit down and we watch the film, right? And it was terrific. It was just her and me, and uh, I had my Pringles and she had her pretzels, and we <laughs> sat there. And I've never seen her, never known her jump so much in oh. her life. Uh, she at every moment where there's a jump, she jumped. You know, that's which, perfect. Which was brilliant. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I I knew they were coming, but she didn't. So so, so it worked. So we watched it, and then afterwards she was a bit taken aback by it. And it turns out, um, I said, when I say, do you, do you want to watch Jaws? And she said, I've seen a bit before. I'm not, I'm not too keen. And she said, that's not the film I thought it was going to be. And it's like, well, what are you talking about? She said, I, I thought it was a James Bond film. And, <laughs> I, and I think she, she just remembers the spy who loved me, the character called Jaws. Rip so when you say yeah. a film called Jaws, she just thought it was the man with the silver teeth. Wow! Yes, that, <laughs> she had a bit of a surprise. Yeah, yeah it's the whole time she's like, she's probably wait, thinking, where the hell is this guy with the middle teeth at? You yeah, know? Yeah, when's he turning up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I asked her some questions, and I've I, I've written them down. Right. So my okay. first question to her was, "What did you think of the film?" And she said, uh, "It was good. I enjoyed it. It was scarier than I thought it would be, and more intense. Some scenes were too long and dragged." But I think that's I think that's her you know modern filmmaking now you don't have long films uh, scenes anymore right. do you everything's edited really really quickly so I can see what she's saying though there is a lot of talk and a lot of dialogue and scenes that nothing's going on no. but yeah yeah um, so then I said what did you think of the overall effects and uh, she said you said Sen, some of them weren't too great so I was expecting worse they're not as bad as I thought they'd be the shark looked rubbery. When was mm-hmm. it filmed? So I said to her, oh, it's 1974. And she said, for the time then, they're not awful. And uh, uh, my last question w- was, did they take you out of the film? And she said, one effect that does that is when the shark ate Quint. Jumping on the boat was silly. Yeah. 
That's so exactly I think, what my daughter I think she's echoing your daughter, definitely, yeah. there, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. She laughs every time that comes out. She laughs and it looks hysterical to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I thought that'd be interesting to just find out, you know, her views. I'm glad that she jumped and I, I'm glad, you know, that a film from 1975, you know, uh, with technical problems still can be considered by a 16-year-old intense and scary. Now, see, you just came out with a great idea for a new podcast. Go on. You you watch classics of of from your day with your with your daughter. Ask her questions and see how it relates to like today's time, kind of thing. That's a perfect idea oh, for a podcast. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll have I'll have a ponder on that, Chris. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, I know you're I know you're doing eighty six other podcasts, so maybe you can find time cram another one in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go all right okay all right so uh before we go we've got to talk about the effects and uh, rate the effects out of 10 with five being average and it, it's not the effects of the whole film it's just quint's death right right and it's is it are we doing it like in 2020's eyes are we doing it in in our eyes when we saw it the first time. I think you can mix the two together. You think about what it was like when you were four and I was 13, and now, you know, what do you think of it now, and kind of like merge the two together. All right. Now, you just saying that upped my score. Right. And then when you're a young child, seeing this for the first time, you know, whenever it's 75 and you saw it back when you were young, it, it blew your mind. It looked, everything looked real. Everything. Now, yes, your daughter, my daughter, they laugh at the rubber skin when it jumps out into the boat. Yes, but it still works. It's still like like you said, it doesn't take you out. It's it's you you just believe it. Yeah, I was I'm doing this, and you know I I always rate these things with a weird number. Ready? Right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's all right. I've got my calculator here. I am doing this. I am giving it. It came out in 1975. Yeah. So I am giving it a 7.75. 7.75. All right, let me yeah. just tap that in. And it was a 6.75 until you said then and now. So I had to up it a little bit. Maybe because it's Jaws and it's in, it's in my heart. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you say 7.75. I've gone higher than you. Right? <gasps> I've, okay. I've gone to 8.5, right? And the reason Ooh. for that is I would even have gone 9, but it is the, it is the jump up onto the boat that's problematical. Yes. Everything after that... You know, you, you know. Yes, you can see it, it. It's a plastic shark, but you're so caught up with the action. You're so caught up with the suspense. You're so caught up yeah. with caring for these characters. You know that you you don't mind it. You don't mind it in the slightest. So I would have given it a nine, but I dropped it half a point. You know, because of the jump up onto the boat. So that's eight and a half. You give it seven point seven five. We get a very <laughs> odd rating then of eight point one two five. All right. See, eight point one two five. Yes. As long as it was higher than an eight, that's all I cared about. No. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's over eight. It's over eight. Yeah. It's not overrated. Okay. Right. It's over eight. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, excellent. Well, thank thank you for today, Chris. That's it's been great fun. Yes. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for bringing me on the boat, and I'm working, and, and we're both still alive. Yes, you're, you're, we're both Brody and Hooper going back to the beach. Yes, that's us paddling <laughs> together, you know, yes. alongside each other. That, that that's that, that's how the listener has got to see us now. You and I are now leaving, and we're paddling away alongside each other. Paddling back, seeing all of the seagulls eating 
the shark out in the ocean. Yes. And maybe a little bit of Quint in there as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit, yes. Yes. Look for the seagull flying off with his bandana. Yeah. <laughs> or, or wearing it. Or wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. That's, that, that, that's great then, Chris. Thank you very much for today. Thanks for having me. All right. Cheers, matey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.